Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake opens cards, Chuck delivers cards, and we are joined by Pokemon Gaming. What's going on today, Chuck? How's it going? Uh, I I got nothing really going on. It's just a (laughs) uh, crazy time at work still. Uh, I haven't been doing much other things than that. Um, I did get time to sit down, though, and watch a particularly good stream on Friday night. Yes. Yeah, so I finally got to get streaming again. It's been over a month. Um, so I did stream for a couple hours on, on the Pittsburgh Pokemon uh, Twitch and then took a little bit of break, got, got the kid and all that good stuff. Um, then I ended up battling Megumi over on her channel with another card pack battle. Um, last time she beat me by the narrowest margins. Um, so my goal this this week was to or this time around was to bring some honor to the triple P. Um, and I ended up doing so and taking home the dub by a, a few points. And um, it was really, really fun. Uh, Love the opportunity to uh, open cards and potentially pull some pretty good stuff. Um, also, you know, it's always fun to get punished or watch my opponent getting punished. So more squats, more uh, wasabi. Uh, this time we added pickle juice was very gross that, that um, i could uh, not do that you were <laughs> that you was a much tougher stomach than i did. that was disgusting um uh, but it was all in good fun um and ended up the the highlight of my polls was a genesec b the breakdancing genesec b so um I was jealous of that, that and- actually that card on its own ended up winning it for me um just for the point differential so i was pretty happy with genesec <laughs> So even yeah, busted I mean, when it comes to card pack openings. It was a it was overall real fun to watch you guys uh, go at it in that pack battle. Yep. So the, I guess the next time is the rubber match. Uh, so we'll see who can yeah. take that home. Um, that will true. probably be hopefully sometime early next year or so. Yeah. Um, but enough. I can't wait. Enough about us, I guess. Since you didn't really have much going on, we have a guest today, um, and that's the one and only Pokemon Gaming. Hi, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. I'm I'm happy to have you on here. It's uh you know been talking back and forth for a long while, um you know about Pokemon and and life stuff. Um, you've been become a pretty good friend of mine, and, and uh, I I mean it was just due time to have you on. Oh, you rock! You rock! <laughs> I don't know. We catch each other here and there, and then we gab, and then we're like, okay, back yep. to life, exactly, back to parenting, and then catch each other again. There you go. So, exactly. Yeah, um, so those who don't know who you are, um, give us a little bit of a background about yourself and your whole Pokemon, uh, where you fit in, in the community. Oh, gosh. Um, my son wanted to start playing. It was in like, he was, oh, gosh, eight years old. Uh, it was in, oh, gosh. Let's see, I'm going to keep saying that because I, he's going to listen to it. And he's going to be like, Mom, how do you not hold, know how old I am? <laughs> I don't know oh how old I am, so it's all good. Oh, I know, right? Once you pass a certain age, you're just like, let's just not count anymore. We're just not even going to count anybody else's age either. Uh, as long as I remember your birthday, that's good. Yeah, that's all um, uh, Oh, gosh. Well, we started playing in the fall of 2018. Uh, he started playing, and I would just sit there and crochet in the corner or mm-hmm. make grocery lists and things like that. 
And then he had to do his, okay, he would go and he would lose and he'd be so happy and he'd lose again. And I keep bringing him back and he would just keep losing. And he was still so happy. And I was just like, what is going on? Like what kid, what kid in their right mind is totally okay with losing? Because normally they're just like sad pandas. Once they lose something, they're just like, oh. (laughs) Um, But he wasn't. And I was just like, okay, well, he's just doing his thing and he's happy. So we're good. A lot of nice, good kids and stuff like that. And then he had a cup. And so until then he could play with proxies because there was nothing like official, right? It was just, you know, tournaments. And and we're very fortunate enough to have a judge locally that um, will let us use proxies unless it's an official event, like a cup or a challenge or something like that. Yeah, of course. So I needed to help him find the actual cards to play in the cup. And then I, which means I needed to help, I needed to find out what these cards did yeah. And what I needed to get. And it is, it was so overwhelming. And I was up like all night <laughs> and I was researching and I'm like, okay, okay. So this is this, because once you learn about one card, you have to find out about the mechanics of another and yeah. then another, because it's all part of the strategy. Right. So I was like, Ooh, no wonder why he likes this. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I got all the actual cards he needed and he played in the cup and oh gosh, he lost and, but he was still happy as can be. And mm-hmm. he, he got to play in it. And then I, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to events. And it's so funny because when you first start playing, you're playing against all these masters, you know what they're doing. And they're just like, they're, they're just trying to walk you along and you, you have this like basic build a deck and you're like trying to play with them. And, and they're just, oh, you know, like they're, they're, they were so patient and wonderful. So I started playing. I was addicted immediately. So th- there we go. We were both playing. It was awesome. And, uh, and then COVID hit and he kind of drifted off. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I still love playing. <laughs> the fire was still in me. So I had to do the online stuff. And, oh, I just, I don't know. It's just stuck with me ever since. I, I, I just love it. I'm addicted. And it just brings me such joy to play the game. It's just my life. But I, I also have another son. He's three. And one of his, he, uh, he has a proxy of speech, which means he, uh, he can't talk. Uh, mm. he can, he, he can, but he's very hard to understand. Uh, but one of his first words that he actually vocalized on his own without saying, can you say this was Pikachu? He saw Pikachu and he went, yeah, you! and <laughs> like, so he's addicted. And, uh, so we all, we're all pretty addicted. So I got the 10 and three year old and, uh, I think we're all just going to keep being a Pokemon family. <laughs> oh, of course. That's awesome. That is, that is super great. Great. Um, so then, then you said you jumped into streaming after, uh, during co- uh, COVID. Yes. I don't, I don't even know why I started streaming. I think it was just like, I like, I like getting to, that's the social aspect of it that I, that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, with there being no events and us being all isolated was being able to chat with people and learn about the cards and see things from a different perspective and uh um and also just the camaraderie of it all oh yeah so i was just like that's something i got when i streamed people knew where to find me because you know when you're a mom you just don't really have this social schedule where you can just hop online and you know chat away with people so yeah yeah yeah, not that I get to get on very often. Um, you know, both our lives are very hectic, but every time uh, we do or I get on to, to watch, it's you're always entertaining, um, playing fun lists, just just kind of bantering back and forth with chat. Um, I would definitely say that 
you're not necessarily a kid-friendly chat, but a very, very <laughs> welcoming and, and um, you know, fun chat to be a part of. <laughs> Honest, raw, you know, you can just be yourself and chill. Not that everyone else is mean themselves, but Pokemon is a kid's game. It really is. But the majority of players are adults. So <laughs> we don't, we, we get lost in the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, I, I, I love that you're, you're being yourself online. Um, and, and just, you know, hanging out, playing Pokemon uh, game that you love and sharing it with the community that uh, is, you know, loves you there back. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think, I think it's time for the standard four questions though. If it's- yes. Yes. There was a little banter there, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. let's get, let's get, we don't want to, we don't want to miss out on the standard questions. No, okay. never, never. <laughs> Chuck, you let's, let's you, uh, let you start this off. Okay. So. We'll start with the what is usually the easiest question of our standard four. What is your favorite starter Pokemon? All right, I. Are... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to explain <laughs> it, but you probably don't. You don't need the explanation. Go ahead. No, you go for it. No, please. Uh, it's just any of the eight generations, first three that you would pick from the video game. So, um, favorite starter. You have at it. Oh, I'm just going to say Bulbasaur. He's just like. He's, he's green. He looks grumpy. He's short and grumpy. <laughs> and like, if my family could call me a T-Rex, they're like, no, you're more of a crocodile because your arms and legs are short too. <laughs> so he would be like the equivalent of me because I'm just short and kind of grumpy, but not really. But yeah, so I, 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 I like him for a starter. He's, he's a little dude, but he knows what he's doing and he's grumpy and he just does what he does. Does so, what he yeah. does. That's perfect. I think I'm going to start calling you Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would be one of my good nicknames. So no. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the next, your favorite Pokemon in general. Uh, see, and that's a hard one for me, and I'll try not to go off forever about it, but I love Kangaskhan because she's a mama, and oh man, she protects that baby of hers, and it was so funny because someone posted something on Twitter the other day, and it was something about, um, it was Slumber Curse, she posted something about uh, what Pokemon gave the most ju- judgmental stares, and I was like, oh my gosh, have you looked at Kangaskhan? I would never want her to be my mother-in-law. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love her, but, uh, I actually, I, I have two favorite because it's Mew is my other favorite because I accidentally got a Mew tattoo before I even knew anything about Pokemon. I okay. Just wanted... Well, we can't go any further. We need that. We need to hear this story. <laughs> I don't care. Like, you accidentally like, got a Mew tattoo. Without I got realizing. a Mew tattoo without realizing it was Pokemon. Cause everyone tells me I'm just a cat in a human's body. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I went like, this was like, Oh gosh, 12 years ago to Vancouver to visit a friend and we were having fun and we went to go get tattoos together. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that looks like a kitty. And it was just like this little purple, like attack thing, like, you know, like character. And yeah. I was just like, Ooh, I like that. I like that. But it was all smoothed out because muse they're, their, their ears and their tail and all that but it, yeah. it's, it's not pointy like a cat so I was just like oh my gosh I love this but can you make it just a little bit more kitty cat like and so I got this this uh I know the viewers won't be able to see it but I got this new tattoo and uh but it has pointy ears and claws and that's the only difference between Mew and my tattoo so eventually my goal someday is to get it revamped to look like 
legit Mew, but, but Mew is just something that just like, I got a tattoo of, of a Pokemon before I even knew what Pokemon was. That's, that's awesome. You got, <laughs> so it's like, you got a little bit of a feral feet. Mew going on. A feral right? Mew, yeah. Cla- claws out like, Mew. Do you play? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't play. Well, then why do you have a tattoo of a Pokemon on your arm? Oh, how long really? Did it take, how long did it take you to realize that was a Pokemon? It after? took a it took a couple years, actually. And then I was like, oh my gosh. So it's like, I guess it's better than having something in a foreign language meaning something completely different. But... Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's the truth there. But yeah, so Mew is like my spirit Pokemon and Kangaskhan is like my favorite Pokemon. So there we go. There we go. Love those answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely the first Kangaskhan, but we got to give it up for the parent Pokemon. Heck so. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, here's another uh, fun one. In the trading card game, what is your favorite card? And my f- this, can, this can be for any reason, art, uh, because it won you something, uh, you just enjoy playing it, any reason at all. Okay. I knew this, that I just, I know this immediately as soon as anybody ever asks and it's Rampardos um, from Ultra Prism. Okay. Um, he's a stage two. Okay. But his second attack, even though it's for three fighting energy, it's a single prize. Normally you've been knocked out a lot. So you put on a karate belt. You can fight with two, two um, fighting energy. Its second attack is wild crash. Any basic Pokemon are just knocked out. You just attack, they're knocked out. Doesn't matter their HP, doesn't matter their effects, doesn't, doesn't matter anything. And if say if it's a Pokemon that says, oh, put eight damage counters on your opponent when you're knocked out it's it, it doesn't even do that because you're not damn you're not attacking it yeah like you're not like it's it just it's just tilts to the side and drifts off to the discard there it's just <laughs> it's a beautiful attack i mean and, i'm uh, sure that was during all the gx and uh, all those big basic era so i i can oh see why oh my gosh yeah like i i would love bringing it to league and like facing up because Regizard was the big boy when I first started. Regizard, the uh, yeah. Charizard Restaurant GX was the big boy and uh, and I would just be like, wow, crash for knockout. <laughs> 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 and, you know, because like that was so monstrous and uh, yeah, so he, he Rampardos, I just love just, just knockout. There's no, there's no points, nothing. You just you're just, you're done. Love so it. he was pretty, he was pretty boss. Love it. All right, going into the last of the standard, uh, the worst card for the game, in your opinion. Now, this is more geared towards what you think is more unhealthy for the game um, or, or something that's burned you multiple times in the past. What, what card could you live without um, in the Pokemon trading card game? I think the card I've always disliked the most is Chaotic Swell. Because Chaotic Swell it killed all those little stadium battles your opponent mm-hmm. putting up a stadium you putting up one just that whole exchange and it's always so fun such a fun interaction to boot someone's like yeah. stadium put yours up there whereas like it would just knock off so much like okay you could put up your stadium but it was more fodder if you did because you had to put it right in your discard and i don't know i just felt like it made the game stagnant less less fun because after all it is a game so oh yeah chaotic uh, swell bye-bye from standard <laughs> exactly. adios amigo you loving the game better now with uh with swell gone oh yeah oh yeah so much more i i love swell gone 
I was a little worried about bench barrier with Mew being gone because of that protection. But, uh, but now I like the feistiness of attacking benches and having to watch out and think about that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's gamesmanship for sure. All right. Well, that's our questions. So do we want to go to trivia or do we want to go random card madness? Jake, I'll let you. you tell we, me let's, let's start with random card madness today. Okay. Random card madness. Now, um, <laughs> Just to reiterate for Heather, just so she knows exactly what we're doing here, uh, we're going to select a random card from uh, Rebel Clash because that was the question asked pre-show, which set what we'd like to talk about. So I'm going to randomly generate a number. We're going to talk about a card in the set, whichever that number is. We'll bring it up. We'll talk uh, the whole evolution line, whatever we get. If we get a Pokemon, because we can get a trainer card too, if we happen mm -hmm. to get one of those higher numbers. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, put in the number generator here. Do do do. We got number one hundred and eighteen. That is going to take us into the dark Pokemon, Ooh. and that's going to give us Garbodor. Oh, now this is this is I, I like this already. So Garbodor is a stage one. Obviously, evolves from Trubbish, which is the basic. So we have the big pile of trash with one hundred and twenty <laughs> health. Dark Pokemon comes with the great ability Poisonous Puddle. Once during your turn, if a stadium is in play, you may make your opponent's active Pokemon poisoned. And then has oh. the attack for one darkness and two colorless Sludge Bomb for 80. Mm -hmm. So I will go to Jake first. Me first. Okay. Um, yes, I think this is this is a, a good card, not necessarily a meta card, um, but you definitely don't want to throw it in your in just your bulk. Um, I have it in my binder currently of all the potential playable Pokemon. Um, so if there's ever a combination um, like we've seen in the past where being poisoned helps, um, when this card first came out, Toxtricity was that. Um, Toxtricity obviously is not really ever found a huge like foothold in the meta. Um, he found a, a niche with Eternatus for a while when Eternatus was the big thing. Um, so we, I can see this yeah. popping up in the future if there's another Pokemon that does X extra damage if your opponent Pokemon is damaged. Um, so yeah, Gar Garbodor is, I would say he's Binder, but he has potential for sure. Oh, totally. Go ahead. You're oh, up. You want me to go next? Okay. All right. I th that's the first thing I thought of was the Eternatus deck. Uh, when you would line up all the toxic croaks, because mm -hmm. you would pile up those damage counters between turns. And uh and I just remember I I I've actually played it a couple times in some decks, and it's funny because it's one of those decks, it's one of those cards you just you don't want to get rid of because who knows, like one day this card this this card is slamming, and then a new set comes out and it's not. But then a card that you never thought of is booming again, too. It's just the combination of what works together. But that Garbodor, it's pretty fierce, actually. I want to try and figure out a way to work it in my decks now. <laughs> yeah, think for about sure. it, right? <laughs> yeah, there might those be extra some new one or two <laughs> damage counters make such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this card a lot. It's in my binder of playable Pokemon. Um, Poisonous Puddle is a very useful ability if you need something poison. If you need that mm -hmm. extra 10 damage, um, it's, having a stadium play is 
in play is not a hard task to ask. And you don't have to do anything tricky with Garbador to get that besides have the stadium in play. He can be on the bench, throw out the poison. When do you see a game without uh, stadiums, right? (laughs) What's that? When do you see a game without stadiums, right? Yeah, Yeah, not now. Yeah, exactly. They'd be bouncing back and forth right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that puddle ability, you don't have to do anything fancy uh, like Galarian Slowbro, where he has to be in the active to poison your uh, opponent's Pokemon. You just get to leave him on the bench and just throw out the poison. Um, exactly. I like him. Uh, this is definitely a playable Pokemon. Hold on to him. Throw him in your binder. Oh, for sure. All oh, right. can you imagine how good he'd be in GLC? Man, if you can get him spun up in GLC. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> just got my brain thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what we aim to do with uh, random card madness. That's, yeah, that's what we try to do with random card madness. We got a good one to talk about there. So, Jake. I ask you, do you have a quick trivia question? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I love the guess that uh, that attack the Pokemon or the, the, the Pokemon that belongs to game. So I actually am just going to pivot and change the, what I was going to do right now. Um, last second, as we were talking about Garbodor there. Um, so <laughs> name that Pokemon this attack belongs to. Um, shocking shock. Shocking shock. It is a standard legal card. It's a standard le- shocking shock. Is I'm it gonna, Voltorb? I'm going to go off the what? back that you, you just pivoted. So I'm going to say Toxtricity. <laughs> no, uh, it's actually Pikachu V Union. No! <laughs> bada bing, bada bing, I had another boy. Pikachu V Union attack there, but he does have four attacks. Um, and so shocking shock. As for a lightning and colorless, it does 120 damage. Um, flip a coin. If heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. Well, then <laughs> you learned something. That was kind of a trick question. A little that, bit. That, a little that, bit. that was a little shocking. Mom jokes. Mom jokes are the best jokes. Right? <laughs> Not as cheesy as dad jokes, though. Uh, dad jokes are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right i have a trivia question also dealing with pokemon attacks okay so my, i need you to name the pokemon for this the answer is going to be the pokemon's name what does the attacks flying fury energy blow and lost march have on cop have in common can you repeat the question what did the attacks flying fury Energy Blow and Lost March have in common. Basically, Do they put them po- in the Lost Zone? Because Lost March would put things no, in the Lost is, Zone. So, which Pokemon has all three of oh, those? Oh, which Pokemon? Attacks? Oh, okay. Not so, on one card. it's not all on one card. So, it's a Pokemon in different generations that have, that had have those these attacks. separate attacks. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously, it's Lost March. Uh, or, or, yeah. Um, so, it kind of narrows it down. That was before my time. Um, so what were the big Pokemon in that? I know Joltik was one, right? He was one in Lost March. Um, I can't think of the other ones, though. There was there was a psychic one. Oh, it's gonna oh. drive me nuts because I know this because it kicked my butt so many times and expanded. Well, well, Heather, what what we'll work together here. What Pokemon okay. were in that deck? So we got Joltik, uh, right? 
I, I'm old. I, I can't remember yesterday. Um, I'm trying here. <laughs> um, oh man, that's the Night March deck. But was it Night? Well, Lost March. Um, yeah, lo- Lost March frick. deals with the Lost Joltic. Zone, and Night March was the popular one. Was yeah, yeah. So you um, said Lost March then? I'm getting I'm getting us off track then. Yeah. No. Okay. So what was your attack that you said? The the Lost March. Lost, Lost March. Okay, you're tricking okay, us. Okay. Okay. I know a little I bit of it. that was the trick attack. There's yeah, one that should really um, give it away for you. I am the worst at this. Flying Fury. Flying Fury. What was the second Energy one? Energy Blow. Energy and- Blow. Okay. I am drawing oh. a blank. This is this is the worst. Energy blow. Energy Me too. Blow. You I feel stop like me. I need You've- to I think I feel like I need to know what energy blow. That's the attack that I need to know. I know, right? It, it, here, here's the hint. It costs uh, one fairy, and it's Whimsicott, oh. caught you devil. <laughs> oh. caught you devil. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you that guy. was a spicy question. Wow! Oh, oh that's no cool. wonder that's I blocked cool. it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I figured if I said what well, what has the ability fluffy cotton would give it away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too good. That's too good. But All is. right, that was my stumper. It worked. It did. It, it sure did. Uh, you basically hand, uh, sp- spoon fed us that one, so I'm going to give you the point there. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, with that, um, we've got to go and talk the meta with Turtwig talks the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 17 tournaments, 1,701 deck instances, and 5,326 matches to cover. So, let's hop into those top 8s. Uh, starting off, we have Urshifu, the Rapid Strike version, having 10 top 8s. Uh, Umbreon Urshifu having 14 top 8s. And Jolteon and Teleon having 15 top 8s. And what? who's a knocking? Look, that's Mew Genesect with 48 top 8 placements this week. Out of 136 total places in the top 8 this week, Mew took home one third of the top eights that is crazy now that that's out of the way let us know on twitter at pitpokeypod and at ry for gaming what you think of pikachu and now onto the ever-shifting meta this week notable changes were to mu genesect having 20.16 percent of the play percentage that is up by 4.93 percent last week and being played one-fifth of the games, I think, is amazing. It's crazy. This deck is absolutely a powerhouse. Now, a deck that's also staying strong and staying very consistent with its play and win percentage this week was Jolteon and Teleon. Having around the same play percentage and around the same win percentage as last week shows the consistency of Jolteon and Teleon and those players willing to bring it. And the last notable change for this week was Duraludon, with 3.27% uptick in plays and a astounding 11.27% uptick in win percentage this week. 
Duraludon having a 51% win percentage over a 39% last week is crazy. Now, I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week, Adam won with his Leafeon Beedrill, capitalizing on all those decks running special energies. Now, it's time for the wins of the week. All these decks won a single tournament, those being Garnivore, Malamar, Zeraora, Duraludon, and Rapid Strike Urshifu. All of these decks won two tournaments this week, those being Jolteon, Ice Rider, Dark Box Inteleon, I named it, don't, don't, don't quote me, I'm, I am, you know what, quote me, quote me, Dark Box Inteleon, the new name, let's go! And last but not least, who's a knockin'? It's Mew Genesect, winning six tournaments this week. Now, Turtwig worked really hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter, at RA4Gaming, your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. And we're back. That's always another great talking with Turtwig. Or oh, for sure. He's definitely a... getting more comfortable um, during the segment. So um, great job there, Ryan. Yep. So now it's time to move into the news. Yes, there is a few cards that we can uh, talk about. I know there was uh, two articles since the last episode. So we're just going to we're not going to go over every single card. Um, yeah, they, were, they they dropped a lot of cards from the whole start deck 100 series mm -hmm. and stuff but we're just gonna hit the highlights yeah um so i will start us off here um with shaman v star um i'm not going to talk about the, the the regular v just going into the v star which is obviously a stage one pokemon 250 hp grass type with a retreat cost of one with an attack and an ability um, the attack is a grass and colorless re revenge burst 120 plus damage. This attack does 40 damage for each prize card your opponent has already taken. Um, so maybe serviceable here. Um, 120, not great on its own, but as a late game Pokemon for the attack, um, you know, there is some utility there. Um, and then also just depending on what the meta does look like when we kind of go into these V stars with more two prizers. Um, there might be a little bit more versatility since you're probably not hitting V max decks every single turn. Yeah. Um, but then also has a ability. So this is the V star ability. So it's a once per game ability star bloom. You may use this ability during your turn, heal 120 damage from each of your grass Pokemon um, you can't use more than these, like I said. Um, so it is a, a healing effect, um, almost like a Cheryl-esque thing, but you get to pick it whenever you want um, to heal from all of your Pokemon. So with all these Inteleon pings or, or Zigzagoons or anything like that, um, potentially, you know, a math fixer there. Uh, it might even go into a deck with like other healing cards aside from Cheryl. Maybe you got your Lucky Popsicle or 
or your spicy curry or whatever those things are. Um, <laughs> so potentially um, it has some playability. What do you guys think of this Shaman V-Star? Well, Heather, I'll let you go first if you want or. Oh yeah, totally. I That's exciting because you don't have to discard your energy. You don't have to start again like that. And honestly, when I when I got more into the game, I never saw grass being a big uh, deck to play, but then I fell in love with Delmai's big anchor. And, uh, (laughs) and I've always tried to find a way to make it work and things like that. And, and, but I mean, grass is like your underdog and it's going to come up and it's going to bite you. And I think this is just the card that we need to make grass, like a fierce meta card and make some meta decks because that is healing 120 damage from every single one of your Pokemon like per turn that's big that's really big stuff I mean I don't know I'm excited for it I'm excited to work it into a deck and 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 yeah, see where I, it goes I think it might find a spot with leafy on um yes definitely. and being able to heal there um so yeah it might find a spot there um but yeah it, healing 120 on potentially six Pokemon is a pretty mm-hmm. good thing right there Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a little mixed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, be that it's a grasp. I mean, I like it. I just I don't know if that's going to be the V star ability you want to use in the game at the moment. Um, okay. Um, just because Leafeon is a card that we know that has a V star that's got a, basically a boss's orders on her V star mm-hmm. ability. So there might be a little bit of a problem there, but I do see if you're going to build a deck that's just going to tank stuff, like um, uh, Zerud. Uh, Zerud back in the oh, there's uh, chances for like having a grass deck with uh, Zerud and Delmai's Vmax. Um, this kind can fit into something like that to maybe yeah, make it more consistent. Something where if you're going for a more tank grass build where it's just going to eat damage and like then this could totally come in handy because you can drop it and then get a hundred like spread out that damage uh, mm-hmm. my my initial thought went back to orbeetle by himself oh, my oh yeah get out of well, here with you those just... damage counters over <laughs> and over you just, and over you just start everywhere keep switching those things out and it, it, those orbitals out and then you're collecting damage and then you come back and you heal all of them for 120 and then you actually yep. really dirty in that <laughs> um, yeah yeah so then you can kind of keep switching them around and maybe mess up math a little bit um mm-hmm. that would be my kind of like cool scenario where it might work where you're playing a tanky or grass deck that will want that healing instead of something else like that we've seen on v-star powers in a big attack or a a a neat gustic ability yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, right so Um, there was one that you were excited about there's one i'm I'm excited about um they are where is it a little bit farther down it's lumion yes um uh, i don't really minion? care for what her attack does it's it's very very out of god more energy what i'm really excited about is the assign ability when you play this pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your turn you may search your deck for a supporter card reveal it put it in your hand and shuffle your deck tapu lele gx in a v format you just go get whatever you need out of your deck and play mm-hmm. it when you need it um it's it's like Eldegoss, but better because it's in your deck. You can then Eldegoss the next turn if you after you've played it and do it again. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that, but uh. <laughs> but you could um, Ultra Ball for it. You could 
you could quick but there's yeah. gonna be so many ways to get that bad boy out we need it's, more supporter support yeah, it's basically supporter search a quick ball supporter search for your deck mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. no that's huge uh you know dead drawing get in, this also will um kind of like what Dedenne used to do where you had a quick ball um, a way to you know reset your hand if you're completely dead drawing and you find yourself a quick ball and or um, ultra ball you can go ahead and find him uh, into professors um, or, or even to the boss for win or, or a number of combinations Marnie with uh, you know in addition to you know stadiums to potentially ruin your opponent's hands uh, uh, a lot of possibility here with um, just need to bring back on. super scoop up so we can abuse it Oh, oh, I know, well, right? It's, right? It's, it's a shame it you didn't read the attack because the attack kind of is that. Um, well, it's, it's, so, it's, it's very similar to Eldegoss, but it's watercolor colorless. So it's three energy. Yes. A lot less likely that you're going to try and. Well, if you, know, you fit this, yes, on, if, you, on if you fit this into a water deck, you may fit it in with a um, Frost Moth engine. Um, I mean, the bonus is that it is 120 damage, and then you get to shuffle it back in your deck, yeah, along with the energy cards. So that is nice that they put a return attack, like a, a returning attack on it again, just like they did with Eldegoss. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I mean, how often did you do it with with Eldegoss? No, you didn't. You, you could, didn't use you it could much. welder. You could welder too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. not that not that Eldegoss was ever going to win you a game. But no, no, I've done lost a game by that because I just didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, anything could win you a game when there's one damage counter, one damage counter. All of a sudden you get slapped by Jirachi with the stellar wish. The attack is slap and you win a game like that. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> exactly. You never know what you're going to win with. Uh, 120 damage is not too shabby compared to those other guys. So, mm. yeah. All right. All right, well, that's what I had. Did you have another one you want to talk about, um, Jake? Well, there was another Cynthia that was announced. Cynthia's Aspiration. Draw cards until you have five cards in your hand. Um, if your opponent or if your Pokemon was knocked out during your opponent's last turn, draw eight cards instead. Um, probably not the trainer that we're actually looking for um, currently, but it is another draw support uh, trainer. Um that option so there might be a deck that, that wants that that's kind of like a bruno-esque um oh, yeah, except I mean, a little bit better depending, depending on the deck it's going to say bye bruno yeah um, yeah definitely yeah better than bruno because bruno's yeah, what yeah three in before uh bruno's shuffle draw four bruno's shuffle draw four if you, you had a pokemon knocked out previous turn it's shuffle draw seven but um the the best i've seen bruno i mean he has niche juice in, in most single strike decks um, yeah. because you can also ditch him to Tower of Darkness. But uh, Bruno was like a mainstay in Rapid Strike Malamar. Aspir- mm-hmm. This Cynthia's Aspiration is just better because yeah. mm-hmm. you're most likely having one to two cards left anyway. So you can use the, the draw in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if you get something knocked out, most likely you're getting one extra card. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it definitely, definitely we'll go in there on the second prizers. We'll, we'll see what people um, put together there. Do you, do you want to talk about Ryan's favorite Pokemon? We got, I guess we should bring up Agron. Yes. So Agron, uh, our Turtwig talks, the Meta's favorite Pokemon here. Um, 
we'll start here with the Agron VMAX. Um, we'll just go to his max takedown um, for two metal and three colorless. Does 270 damage. And then this Pokemon does 30 damage to itself. Um, not quite good enough, I think, with the current meta. Not really one-shotting any VMAX. Um, metal doesn't really have a lot of net. I mean, they still have... Um, was it Berserker? Berserker doesn't. Yeah, Berserker does extra damage. Uh, so, plus, yeah. Yeah, so potentially there. Uh, but I actually like uh, Agron V better um, with maybe some a little bit of like in, um, Inteleon pings or Zigzagoon pings for a metal mm-hmm. and four colorless uh, Merciless Strike. 150 damage plus. Um, if your opponent's active Pokemon already has damage counters, this does an additional 150 damage. Um, so if you were going to use this package, I think you definitely might want to lean on that attack more um, just because it's doing more damage kind of more re- reliably. So with a Zigzagoon ping, you're doing 310 damage total. Um, with an Inteleon ping, you're actually basically one-shotting most of the VMAX Pokemon out there. Um mm-hmm. And also the prize, the prize race. You're a two po- prize Pokemon. The big, the big uh, hubbub of this is that attack cost is ridiculously high. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the that thing. Is, that is Agron's biggest problem on both sides of the coin, V and Vmax. Mm-hmm. The attacks are just mm-hmm. too expensive. They're getting the five energy for max takedown. Uh, I mean, just do three for 240 with um zamazen or zashian overnight oh uh, you 230 with <clears throat> zashian if you attach a tool it's 260 you're losing 10 damage mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. the only way i see this working is if you use the new double colorless energy that comes with it um, yes. so that you can basically reduce it to four um and then but with that new card correct me if i'm wrong doesn't it do 20 less damage once yeah, you attach so then you're, that one okay so yeah, then so you gotta compensate for that <laughs> yeah yeah but to get the acceleration it's hard enough to accelerate a a three energy cost i mean yeah it works nope, with metal. we're on the page it does it, it, it does because of metal saucer because of saucer yeah but when you're talking five that's a that's a that's steep that's price a that's yeah, a that's that's a lot and you don't right. get that many in the deck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's enough, I guess, with the new cards that I have. I do want to mention two other cards um, that are not new, um, but they do have the new watermark on them, the F, the F mark or whatever. The registration um, mark. Yeah, yep. So that is going to be, of course, everybody's favorite card, boss's orders and professor's research. Um, will be in standard legal decks until the year 2024. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, boss and professor not going anywhere. Um, The art might be different, but it's still going to be there. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I'm I'm just going to put my two cents in here that I'm a little sad. I was actually hoping they didn't reprint either one. Uh, I'm not too sad. I'm not too sad about research. I mean, it's just a generally good card. I am a bigger fan of Guzma. Yeah, I, so I do like Guzma. Oh, I was hoping Guzma's feisty. I like Guzma. I was hoping they would Ixnay boss for reprinting Guzma and, and mm-hmm. going that route. Um, mm-hmm. but and I was hoping they would actually do it later. 
I was hoping for like a little bit of time for a cross switcher meta because that would have been oh, the one get, get out card. of here get out of but, here with that <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I i like creativity and uh the, the oh! I, that's why oh the small i want uh, just a small window of no boss just a small uh, but, just a teeny bit yeah no but, pokemon I mean, said I, no they they just they just they, took they your heart no. and throw it on the ground and stomp oh them. <laughs> but you know that we they need to bring it back something like nine tails where you just discard two energy from your hand and you gust up any other pokemon then you don't even need a supporter that's oh, right. That was and a you. Beauty. I mean, I mean, you still got your um, Breons, and then you're gonna have your Leafeons yeah. as well. The the V the V stars. So but, with those abilities being printed, that's why I thought they were gonna be a little bit more creative on your gusting. Like I didn't think they were gonna just have it be boss still, um, because I thought they were gonna create uh, different ways to more. You have to be more creative in, in your gusting than just um, playing boss. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm I've no one used boss it's just i i wanted hopefully goosebump all right uh bef- that's it for the news uh for the week uh, before we get into the the interview and just kind of chit chat i do want to bring up this new deck that ended up winning or i guess it's not new but it is a little bit more popular now um winning sunday open and then winning another tournament that was 100 plus man um and i've got a shout out dan and durko aka count the money He's been telling me about this deck for at least two months now. Um, and that is the Moltres with uh, Moltres V with baby Moltres and Hoopa. Uh, so it's kind of just like a, um, a toolbox dark with some Tapu Cocos. And then um, also with the Inteleon, uh, the Sobble Shady Dealings engine. Um, started playing the deck today after he said, dude, you actually need to start playing this now that it's won an event. Um, it beats Mew really, really handily. And the, the, its matchup spread isn't like completely horrible against a lot of things. Obviously, against spread, uh, it can str- struggle. Um, but congrats on, uh, was I think uh, Joe from Omnipoke ended up winning. Uh, and, you know, it, this deck... Doesn't look very impressive off the top of, uh, you know, just so by, at first glance, but um, it's actually a fun deck to play. Um, I, I will be, be that I, I'm biz, been busy with work. I've, I've seen it. I've seen that it won. Mm-hmm. I looked at the list and then scratched my head and I said, how did this win? Um, so <laughs> I have to like watch some gameplay here because I, I looking at the list, it just doesn't look like it's going to do much, but. I mean, these guys take down big some big tournaments. Obviously, it's got some chops to it. Yeah. So if you guys are curious about the list, um, I know Celios has a video on it. I believe Omnipoke does as well. Um, you know, solid content creators and solid solid players on their own right. So definitely check this deck out if you're, especially if you're one of those people that just don't want to see Mew do well in the meta. This deck kind <laughs> of uh, will turn it down a notch. It's just a matter of how it can hold up against everything else. I'm actually pretty excited to build it myself. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it, it looks pretty spicy, but I do need to watch some gameplay on it, learn the mechanics of it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I played four games right before we got on here and uh, went two two. one game. I horribly misplayed. Um, and then one was against Umbreon. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was against Urshifu um, spread Urshifu's uh, rap strikers. But then I ended up beating two decks. So, um 
not too bad. It did win against the spread. Didn't get to play that Mew matchup, but uh, I can see where it just kind of bodies Mew. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. All right. I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the the interview section and just talk a little bit about you, you Heather. Um, so first and foremost, I know we already kind of touched upon this a little bit earlier, um, but you, you said you've been streaming since 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I've been playing since 2018. Yes. So I was curious, um, what kind of, what was the deck that you were helping your son start playing? Like what was, what got you like hooked? What got its hooks in you to keep you playing Pokemon? Um, well, honestly, I wasn't playing a very nice deck to start because, well, first, you know, I learned I need deck lists. I can't just go off the wall trying to build something being a noob. So my son fell in love with the Reshazar deck. And then I was just like, what can I build for the cheapest? Because back then, Jirachi cost a ton. The Dene GX cost a ton. Oh, yeah. So I, I had to find something run by a, a Green's Exploration Engine. And so the biggest deck at that time that I could run affordably was the Green's Exploration was Baby Blounds. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, that was that was my first deck and people would be like and i didn't know when i first started playing why everyone was like oh (laughs) and it was the only deck i had for a little while and people would just go i can't lie i've had that reaction when i've seen somebody playing at league night (laughs) oh totally well now i know now i you know in retrospect i'm like oh my gosh I'm surprised I made any friends at that league. <laughs> I am so surprised because I was playing Blounds. I was playing Baby Blounds. And, it ever, uh, you know, I would just watch my, like, very incredibly skilled opponents just look and be like, oh, there's her Fiery Flint. There's her Fire Crystal. Boom. She got me. And, like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was such an, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an awesome deck. But it was very straightforward and elementary, you know, like mm-hmm. it was it was a really good beginner's deck, to be honest with you. Uh, but it it was very, yeah, it, it wasn't very nice. <laughs> Not well, very fun to play against. I, th- I think it was that's probably uh, up there with uh, good decks to start with. I mean, I mean, Blondes was dirty, but um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those decks, though, that really can teach you the. The specifics on how to how how you have to sequence, um, because yes, you, yes, uh, and you can see it where it went wrong real easily with Blounds, um, mm-hmm. if you did something wrong. So I mean that's a good in that era in that area of things. It is a good deck to kind of teach yourself how to play, and it is very straightforward. That's why I thought ADP was a really good deck to learn with because your game plan is very straightforward. Like this is what I got to do. Yeah. And this is the only thing I really can do. You're not trying to sit there and figure out which thing you're going to go for. You're like, I'm going to blounds. I'm going to get three energy on it. And then I'm going to throw a bunch of energy away to do a whole bunch of damage to you. So it is well, a exactly. very straightforward and good thing to learn with. And you didn't have all those abilities to think about and, and with it, because I know after like it grew and a, there was a Jirachi build with Stellar Wish and all that without, you know, greens. But the thing with greens was, it was just so straightforward. And and you didn't, as a new player, I was so intimidated by abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh my, okay, so you can attack 
and you can attach once and then you could do this ability once, but you couldn't do this ability of this and this and this and that. So you just got your greens, you know, you got yourself ready. And then of course someone would end you and you'd be like, oh, I should have <laughs> got what I needed that turn. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so man. I mean, it, it was, it, it was, it helped me learn. It really did. And, yeah. and for that, I was thankful because it was super simple. <laughs> Nice, nice. So you started off, you know, making friends with baby balloons, which is um, an achievement, definitely achievement. So <laughs> then you you decided, you know, COVID hit, you you jumped into streaming, like you said, um, what kind of you said it was it more for the camaraderie you kind of inspired you to start doing that? Oh, for sure. For sure. Because like, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be doing this with my time, and I do love I, I I'm, I'm, I kind of thrived in certain aspects during COVID because I, I don't like leaving my house, mm -hmm. but I love socializing. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best so, of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, you know, cause my husband, he's already been working home for years. So we were always home, you know, unless I went to Pokemon with my son. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep in touch with my friends this way. I, I'm going to stream yeah, and we'll just have fun. I, I'm not, I don't, care if I make make it big or whatever if I have a few people join me and 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 brainstorm on decks or just to play against I'm cool yeah I'm game. let's do yeah. this let's do this and that's kind of how I found you uh you know searching through uh twitch the twitch first trying to find some awesome uh content creators some energetic fun people and that's definitely you um you definitely keep your streams fun um, I know you, you definitely are very critical of yourself when you're playing in, in the best of ways. Um, so if you, <laughs> if you misplay, you'll definitely call yourself on it before chat has a chance to, um, uh, oh, no. I, I, I definitely, you know, since starting to watch you, um, on streams, I've definitely seen, you know, improvement in your game and your kicking butt, uh, you know, in, on the ladder or, or playing in some odd tournament here or there even jumping in and playing in some of our uh, Saturday selects, um, you know, holding your own uh, on stream. Yeah. So loved seeing that. Um, Aw, thank you. <laughs> but yeah. as far as just, you know, you you being so critical of yourself, um, it definitely seems that you're, you know, you're geared towards, you know, the competitive side. You're definitely trying to improve as a player. Um, so kind of talk about your competitiveness and I guess like some decks that you play, um, while streaming um well it's funny because like I there's a there's always a joke at league and I think it's at leagues everywhere where the oh here comes the pokey parent with that rogue deck you know they always gotta bring that rogue deck with them and that's just always kind of been my thing I want to build a deck that is like oh this deck is fierce and <laughs> which means there's a lot of a lot of time where I where I fail because I'm spending so much time on exploring all these cards and stuff like that that I never master one big deck mm -hmm. and that's the exchange you get for wanting to learn all these other cards and build something on your own and when you should just focus on you know mastering a deck by the time I find a deck that I like and I I've kind of spiced up as my own it's rotation time you know <laughs> but uh but yeah, I, I, uh, as far as being competitive, oh, I just, it, you know, I, I started going back to league and, um, that's what makes me get so excited about being competitive. Cause there's, you, you, you run into people and they're playing that same deck all the time. And you're like, that's it. 
I'm going to get them. And then you think about what everybody else plays and you're like, Hey, spice it up a little here, spice it up a little there. Yeah. And, and like, you know, but at the same time, I just think I, I lost all three games on Sunday and I had the most absolute fun and it was great competition. So I'm not really competitive in that aspect, but part of me really wants to grow as a competitor because I want to be one of those pokey moms, you know, those pokey parents and a mom and a female that is a strong player and is looked at in the community as like, Hey, she's a threat too. So I'm oh, torn sure. between all of this fun and, and, you know, laughing when I misplay. Cause I'm the misplay queen. I don't think I just click, 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 click. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, read the card, read the card. <laughs> I think you know? we all fall victim oh. of that on PTCGO. It's just <laughs> right. click, click, click. And just assume you're like, dang it. If I would have just taken two extra seconds to think this through a little bit better, exactly exactly and that's been the fun thing about going back to the league for a few weeks now uh we have like strict protocol in place but like it's been so great going back because i have to think about every single thing i do now mm -hmm. it's not click 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 it's okay i have to shuffle okay i have to draw a card and then i have to think about this card that's coming at me and and you know and I, you don't have the the auto prompts either that mm -hmm. tell you you can't use that attack because there's an ability in place you know yeah. so it's, it's just so different but yeah so it, many ways i want it to be fun i want it to be awesome and i don't play to be competitive in other ways i'm like yep i just won that you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> no yeah. so there's a bit of both worlds going on there i still haven't decided which one i want to be more a part of <laughs> i can i can uh i can uh sympathize with that a little bit because i've I've definitely come to a league night with some saucy rogue decks trying mm -hmm. to put your, like, uh, I want to put my own stamp on some things and, and, and win with something that's a little off the wall and not just be like, all right, well, I'm going to take what's on the top and just master it or take what's already winning and just continue like, and, and play that. I want, I personally want to bring something a little different to the table. So as I've, I've brought some saucy things, to league nights to try and play on hard mode as I, as, as they say, and, and it's, it's, it's challenging, but those are also some of the most fun nights that you have. Exactly. The, the day I brought uh flinging fish, with Aracuda yeah. and, and tried to like, I lost all four games. I think that night that was mm -hmm. the most fun I've had going. Oh, and four <laughs> just trying to make it work, See? make the deck work. Yeah, and I, I do feel that playing those rogue decks or, or off-the-wall decks um, occasionally um, definitely helps you you become a better player in general. Because, um, yeah, you can play that big VMAX deck or GX at the time um, and, and kind of figure out how that's played. But uh, playing a deck that has a little bit different sequencing um, or even more sequencing, because a lot of times these single prize decks have that, um, it will only make you a better player in the long run. Even if you're losing, if you're having fun with the deck um, and you're enjoying yourself and, and then also just like having to think harder about like the sequencing that's needed, um, you know, potentially will make you a better player down the road. Um, whenever IRL starts coming back up, if you go to regionals or anything like that, um, th exactly. those losses can help. Yeah. Well, and it builds, it builds the whole I'm going to say it builds a league vibe. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's very important 
that because you're going to see these people in real life when you're in real life events you see these people several times a week you spend you know six nine twelve hours with some of these people especially where i'm from there's one league right and we will travel out of town to go to cups together and so like if you're going to be playing against these people you can't get competitive every single time you got to think about what's on the line do i have points on the line do i have anything no so you got to think do i want to learn a competitive deck or is it do i want to master this and become the winner at league this week or do i just want to have fun and learn some new mechanics and not be salty with someone i see so many hours a week because at least that's how it is in you know rural northern alberta (laughs) you know if we're salty with someone we got to deal with them every every time we go back to league right so you have to weigh your options Uh, like you know am i going to be competitive or do i want to try something fun or you know maybe i'll spice up a meta deck I don't know. You got to pick which which one uh, affects you day to day as well as opposed to overall. And and there's a lot of juniors uh, in our league and not a a ton of masters. So we often play mixed. And so I'm like, do I want to pummel them with a VMAX deck constantly? No, no. no. (laughs) I I, yeah. So you got to weigh all the options. But overall, I want to be competitive. Yeah, locals and a bigger tournaments abroad are completely two different beasts. There's two different metas um oh so, yeah yeah you got to learn to play your your own meta or your own local meta um yeah you know and you can't always just bring the the mu v max i mean it gets really boring really quickly if you do that mm-hmm. yeah and, um, and it's the spirit of the game too mm-hmm. the spirit of the game and the in the, fir- the beginning of the rule book is to have fun yeah like like respectful fun that's that's the big deal of it all you just want to have fun now being competitive that's awesome too but you want everyone to come out of it respecting themselves and having fun so um well going from uh your local uh meta going into regionals coming back um internationals are you planning to go to any of these big pokemon events oh i i i I want to more than anything and you know what it's funny because it it's for the gameplay but it's for the social aspect oh yeah i got to know so many amazing people online and I want to go to a regional. I want to play Pokemon with them. I want to get, some, I, that's the whole thing. It's the whole balance of the combination, but I do want to play competitively. I do want the next regional that would be closest to me is in Vancouver and it will be in um, May. Yeah. And I, I am really hoping that I can bring my son and we can go. Cause that, that would just make my life. That would make oh, my yeah. life. I've never been to anything that big for a Pokemon. You know, I've, I, I swear that would be like me going to like Disneyland. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I think you guys should definitely go, both of you. I I, I haven't been to one yet myself. Um, just so since because I'm newer player, but I have heard from uh, many a sources that Pokemon throw a great event. So it'll probably oh, yeah. almost be like going to Disney World or Canto or wherever you yeah. want to. It's going right? to be like going to. You can go 06 and still get all these awesome promos. And then, you know, the Pokemon store shops there. uh, Plus, obviously, the social aspect, playing friends, meeting friends that you've met online for the first time, um, going out to eat with them after the fact, uh, go karaoke, doing whatever, just uh, things like that. It's always a fun time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just I hope I can go like more than anything because I want to play. I want the whole shebang like 
it, that would be better than going to Comic-Con or something like that. That yeah. would, I don't know. I just, I think it's the ultimate, like, oh my gosh, I want to go there. And I live in Northern Alberta. You'd think I'd want to go to the Bahamas or something. No, I want to go to a Pokemon region. <laughs> <laughs> in the best city ever, Vancouver. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Pittsburgh. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Don't tell anybody. Uh, but I prefer Pittsburgh too, but I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> You're American. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I may be Canada, but yeah. That's fine. my kids are dual. There. Your kids are this dual. Okay. Dual. Yeah. So there we go. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> um, one last question I did have that kind of po like popped in my mind where we were talking about IRL play earlier there, um, and we kind of talked to Steuben about this a little bit a few weeks ago. Um, your thoughts on people shuffling your deck or or cutting it? Um, What's your thoughts on, you know, other people handling your cards? The great I don't mind. Debate. It's the great. I, I, I like, well, okay. So I've never had anyone personally shuffle my, my deck, like not at a cup, not at a challenge. Mm. I've just, I've just had, I've just seen them cut it. And uh. I honestly, okay. Cause it's so funny when COVID started, I was like, I'm going to sleeve up 60 energies and I'm going to learn how to be a beast at shuffling, you know? <laughs> and, and still here I am shuffling like so hard side shuffling and everybody's just cringing as they look at my sleeves bend in the corners and and uh and i i so i don't shuffle other people's decks and i i generally tend to tap yeah but uh my my shuffling skills are awful so sometimes people cut my deck i've never had anyone shuffle it though like we're pretty we're pretty laid back i i've never even had anyone shuffle it at a challenger cup and we've had people come up to visit and stuff to play in our our cups and challenges. I have no problem. I have heard there's been problems. Riffle um, shuffling. Yes, with people shuffling and things like that. I'm hyper paranoid that someone's gonna think that I can actually figure out the fine motor skills enough to plant a card where I want it in my deck. <laughs> like I am hyper I'm like, I'm like, I'm the person who like has a detergent under their cart and leaves Walmart and has to go back in with their like one-year-old to pay for it because I'm paranoid. So I'm always so worried. I always want people to cut my deck. I'm like, you sure you don't want to cut it? You can cut it, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you're like, you know, I, I, but I know there are other people that are just like, don't touch my deck. Don't like, you know, they'll, they will make the offer or like, if someone just reaches over and grabs, I'm like, okay they want that bubble you know <laughs> yeah exactly but, like i just think there should be a little bit of etiquette if someone's gonna do it really like may i but then but then you see juniors just passing each other decks just shuffling away and nobody cares yeah so i don't know it depends on what your bubble is like and your level of trust with your opponent and things like that but like sure. i don't know what what was been your talk about it in the past what was um, just people, just people thinking riffle shuffling is the end all be all when it comes to shuffling the best way to randomize, to randomize your cards. Oh gosh. Uh, so they'll pick up your deck and just riffle shuffle um, without really asking was the kind of drama that we've heard lately. Um, I'm okay oh. with my opponent um, shuffling if side shuffling, but don't bend my cards, please. <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends on if, like, I, I don't play bling bling cards for that reason. I stopped playing. Even with my basics, I still don't want you riffle shuffling my stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? See, you know what? I Maybe I'd feel that way if I had someone do that to me. 
but I never had it done to me. So I never got those. See, I didn't even know what you're talking about then. I didn't even know what the end goal was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. So like, I just thought maybe this is like, you know, something else I didn't even know. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's someplace where there's a lot more players that do that. Yeah. But I mean, what's the general consensus? Don't touch my deck or what? Uh, yo, you can touch uh, just the general consensus, I think is just um, be respectful um yeah. don't riffle yeah. shuffle without permission and if you're going to shuffle you can just you know side shuffle or anything like that be respectful that they're someone else's cards That's exactly yeah. they're not your property so well you could totally cut out my tangent then because i had no clue what that was even about <laughs> no you, you it just doesn't happen it yeah, just yeah. Doesn't, happen. It doesn't happen at the local level a lot but it, no i think what you said was that de- definitely very valid <laughs> okay so one of the last things i wanted to ask you is kind of how do you what is your approach on balancing you know being a mom um a wife you know just a a, you know family woman compared to or you know balancing that portion of your life with streaming and playing pokemon um at local events how how do you kind of find time for both (laughs) i have a a really great understanding husband (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i mean it's it's completely acceptable to see a dad go to league every week and no oh, one yeah. even no one even thinks anything of mom you know staying home with the kids for you know six hours over a whole weekend while dad goes and plays with or without the kids right yeah um well we kind of have a relationship like that i'm kind of like the dad in the relationship and, and <laughs> i i just i just he knows it makes me happy i need to get away i need my time and pokemon is my happy time it's my happy place like my my three and a half year old he goes to preschool and that's the only reason why i could stream there's no other there's no other way unless i do a, like a random late night stream but i was so excited to finally have a schedule and to stream and mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i think with everything in life you're never gonna find the time to do what makes you happy unless you make that time you have to make that time to do something fulfilling for yourself and luckily enough like my husband is totally cool with it. And I think that, you know, it's a give and take, you know, balancing, okay, what's more important than this? You know, they know if mom's going to Pokemon, she can be happy. She's going to be happy. So Saturday morning when everybody is like watching the little one, so I could build a deck. (laughs) I'm not going to feel mom guilt for two seconds whatsoever, because I feel mom guilt 95% of my life. The other 5%, I might be getting a few hours sleep. So I, that's how I juggle it. I want to play Pokemon because I know I'm a better mom in the long run. Cause I'm happy. And also because my kid sees me playing it and he thinks I'm a cool mom. He's 10. He's going to be 11. I'm only going to be cool for probably about five more minutes, but in the meantime, um, I'll take it and, and, oh, sure. and I'll balance what I can, but I, in the end, it's always my kids who come first. If, if, if they need me more, but I, I will always try to find time to play Pokemon because it's what makes me happy. And that's how everybody should be in life. Fine. You have to find the time or else you will never, you, you won't be happy and you have to do something for yourself. So oh, of course. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a recharge. So if you don't find a time for yourself, it's just going to hurt your, um, you know, your motherhood or anybody's, uh, you know, a happiness level. So whatever they're, you know, doing in life or their relationships, it might affect that if they're always continuously just doing, um, you know, the work aspect, which is completely fine. That's, you know, kind of what we 
set out to do as parents or our goal to ha- as being parents is to have kids and, you know, put that time in, but you still need some time to yourself. Exactly. And it's balance. It's all about balance. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what keeps me going is playing Pokemon and being a mom. <laughs> Definitely. Um, that, I think that's about what I have. If uh, Chuck, do you have anything else? I'm going to cycle back mm-hmm. to uh, when you were talking earlier, we were talking about you wanted to go out and participate in some of these regionals. So we talked a little bit beforehand about you getting paired up against uh, some big name players on online. Is there any anyone you're excited to get, you know, that head-to-head match in person, maybe take them down in a regional that you've been playing with playing against or with online at all <laughs> oh my gosh okay there's 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 two people i i absolutely love playing against one i have played against in real life and one i've only played against a few times online by chance and so the one online is that massage and it was fun it was mirror matches and he actually like like we were messaging afterwards and he's like i actually sweated that for a second like you were doing really good with that deck like you were pilot and it felt good because i didn't feel like he was condescending whatsoever mm-hmm. i was like oh cool i actually was like i was in it with one of the big boys you know like <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody was impressed with my gameplay i i'm actually making progress and and he was so awesome about it and another big player is zach trachansky he is the shock lock king i don't know if you know about shock lock and expanded yeah but i i wish it upon my enemies i do <laughs> i wish it upon so my you want to play him so you have to play against shock lock and expanded well, no, at a bigger I, re- regional event i you know <laughs> i want to play against him because you know what he could be pummeling you pummeling you and he is such an amazing sportsman that you'll be laughing and joking and you'll shake hands and feel like that was the most amazing game ever mm-hmm. because that I played against him. My first cup, my first game was against Shocklock and Zach Trachansky. And we have been buds and friends ever since. He lives five hours south. Uh, and and we laugh. That's our story because it's one of the most it is it is like a toxic deck, man. You feel <laughs> that pain. But he was smiling and I'm like, so I can't do this. He's like, he's like, Do you have this? I'm like, nope. He's like, Do you have this? I'm like, nope. And then finally, I was just like, oh, well, I can see. You know, because like, <laughs> once you're stuck in that spot, but like, amazingly skilled player. Amazing. I love playing against skilled players and learning and learning. That's the big thing for me. If I learn something, I don't care if I want to, I, I don't care if it's the W or the L. If I learn mm-hmm. something and I have a great game with that person, that's, that's what rocks my socks. So. Nice. That's beautiful. And now I'm, mm-hmm. I have one more just because we've been going back and forth talking expanded talk and standard talk. Now, obviously, we both you play both. Do you have a preference between the two? Uh, oh, my gosh. I love expanded all the way. And I, I'm a, I, I love to mail people. Oh, I am no. one of those people. My favorite mechanism is mill. I don't want to mill you. I want to mill the life out of you. Oh, I love it. Like I've been working on a crocodile deck, man. I want to, I want to, I want to mill people. There's not enough mill cards out there. I and it's funny because it's evil. People hate playing against mill. And when I play oh, against yeah. them, mill, I'm like, Ooh, what are they going to do to me next? <laughs> oh, jeez. How does this deck <laughs> she work? gets giddy about it. <laughs> I get, I get what, uh, if I see a mill deck, I get giddy because I'm like, oh, 
Is this guy, yeah. is this the guy who's going to get, has it working and I'm going to have to steal his deck list? Like, yes. I'm just like, there's some, someone else has tried this because every time I look at Mill, it just doesn't seem like you can actually get through their deck before you lose oh, surprises. The speed, the speed. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so I expand is my favorite to play um, leisurely and because, oh, that Millie, just that, that the juice, you got to love it. But then there's like a standard and I'm like, there's, I want a mill. I want, I want to be that person that makes that milling deck in standard and, and every opponent that plays against them will hate them, but I love it. I love it. I love milling and I want to make it happen in standard. So if anybody out there ever wants to help me, find me, find me, let's build this. I have so many, a uh, couple streamers um, that help me out and we all, we all just, everybody brainstorms and tries to tweak this deck that I'm trying to build. And now it's not even mine, but it, it's amazing. I love it. I love brainstorming. I want a mill, but so yeah. Well, favorite. I, I, I can't wait to see what you pop up with. Um, I'll have to jump on your streams and check it out to get a little sneak preview of the, the next meta to come. I'm going to, I'm going to have to see this when it happens. Oh, for sure. For sure. Send that good juju my way for milling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double-edged sword there, my friends. <laughs> Isn't it though? Isn't it though? <laughs> All right, so I think that's about going to do it for us today. Um, before we let you go, um, you know, plug away if you have any shout outs, um, you know, shout all your your, your homies out. Um, the floor is yours. Oh, my gosh, that's so many people because I, I just, I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, well, okay, if you want to find me, it's twitch.tv slash Pokemon gaming. That's a pokey M-O-M. Um, everybody says they can't find me because they do Pokemon, uh, Pokemon gaming. And you can find me there. Um, come around, chit chat, have some fun. And when I'm streaming and, uh, I mean, normally keep my stream schedule up to date on Twitter. There are so many amazing, I like, if I forget someone, I swear I'll cry because I mean, like, you're going to probably forget somebody, um, yes, I'm, on I'm, the spotlight. It's, it's not easy to remember everybody, but you got to show someone. All right, all right. I'm gonna say, I already mentioned Zachary Chansky. He's so, so he's been supportive of my stream to start. Uh, Sombra Curse, man, I love her. She plays more VGC and Unite and stuff like that. Uh, they, they're awesome. And uh, then uh, Josh Hatter, amazing. He is like always like today. I'm like, hey, do you have a, a Rapid Striker Shifu? He's like, give me a sec. And he just went and traded for it. Like a, a lot of streamers, they're giving away cards. He's, mm -hmm. I, I am the one that's begging for cards. <laughs> <laughs> I is cold. And he, he's always willing to give. And, um, and oh my gosh. And then I, Sammy, I don't even know Sammy's screen name, but he's always in my chat. And then there's Avanescent. He is always in my chat. And they're all, everybody, I don't know, like everybody is, is so helpful. And I hate, I always feel like I'm a card moocher, but people are always like, hey, you need it? And then there's, I don't know, there's RK Toasty. He gives me a bunch of cards. I, I always feel like I'm going to miss somebody because there's so, everybody who comes in contact and chat, like I, I've only had a handful of people that I haven't gotten along, like that I haven't gotten to know, I should say. Yeah. But everybody who comes around is always just like, oh my gosh, she needs this. Let's give it to her. Or, or like we've always collaborated. So there's so many awesome people. If, if you just want to have fun and 
and work on decks, then come see me because that's what I do. And and you can make fun of me misplay because I make fun of myself misplay. That's it half the great. fun of it. That's half the fun of it. <laughs> we have a challenge going on right now. How long can she go without misplaying? And uh, <laughs> I think the longest I went was like an hour. So that was great. <laughs> hey, an hour straight. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But, you know, there's so many amazing people in the community. So many. You you get what you give out. So. Can't agree more. Yeah. Can't agree more. You guys All rock. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today, then, as a whole. That's going to wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, tell us where you can find us. You can find Chuck at Watch Whimsy uh, at Twitter. You can also find myself at Penux one on Twitter and Ryan at RY, RY for gaming, as well as Pit Pokey Pod um, as kind of a as the podcast uh, Twitter in general. So those are the four places you can find us. You can also find us on our Discord. Um, we do have MetaTalk chat, uh, chats every Wednesday. Um, lots of lots of really good, thoughtful discussions there. Um, and as well as just kind of playing in our on our local tournaments or our, our online local tournaments, um, pretty fun events too. Um, so yeah, those are the places you can find us. All right, and Heather, thanks again, Pokemon, for joining us this week. Uh, it was a blast, uh, and that's gonna wrap it up. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>